All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach. A bit better than last week. I was pretty sick last week doing the show. Sick as a dog, but a bit better now. And recording Thursday night, which is weird with no rugby league to watch. So uh, me and the boys are going to be talking all things racing, recapping a bit of the past week and all the big news, especially with Very Elegant uh, off to France with a different training partnership. There's also a couple of weird stories with uh, a jockey sort of going a bit early. Uh, we've been known to do that, and plus a bunch of others. The boys found some pretty good winners throughout the week as well. Tommy was bullish on Snap Dancer down in Adelaide. That saluted at 18 bucks, which was very nice. Uh, but it all keeps going. It's very, uh, it's raining currently, I think. So we're going to be probably a bit of a wet track again. And then it's going to be wet up in Queensland and. Lucky we've been doing heavy fawn for a long time. But uh, as I welcome in Tom, mate, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, just uh, currently doing it from the car. Um, just travelling around Sydney, as you do on a Thursday night. But uh, <laughs> I'm getting up early tomorrow and going to Scone for two days. So uh, I'll be working up there. But um, as people probably know, I'm from originally from Scone, grew up there. And it'll be good to go home and... Um, Spend a bit of time with the family and go to the races there. The the crowd, the town triples in size tomorrow. Like so many people come from far and wide just to come to the Stone Cup, and uh, it's a good, yeah, it's a really good day. And and it's good to see them have the Saturday back as well for for those really keen on thoroughbreds, not just getting pissed. Like coming down on the Saturday and seeing some good, really quality racing. And last couple of years we've seen some Godolphin. Um, Horses start off there, prep and go towards Everest, like Osborne Bulls and trekking and going to Stradbrokes and a few other things. So, yeah, we and and it's probably we're probably going to be on a soft track, which we're out of the heavy for the first time in a while. So all the fields are at least um, at capacity. And, yeah, it's going to be a really good day there. And then, yeah, just the uh, monsoon that's hitting Queensland as well is going to be really interesting. I did scone last year when it was only the one day too, so it's very cool. It's got the two days going. Uh, I like scone. Safe to say I got pretty tanked. It's a, it's a pretty fun carnival. Kohai, uh, welcome in. I definitely recall Tunners with a photograph <laughs> of himself. There, there was a selfie with a red wine uh, post pub session. I don't, I don't know which uh, notorious pub it was, but regardless, probably one of four. Yeah, uh, and you was you were sending out some uh, some good good conversations starters to say the least. Uh, with Clarky, so, I yeah. remember I was like just standing with him like a loser the whole time. Oh, I mean, doesn't matter. You you with uh, cricket royalty? Yeah. How much is your watch worth? How much are you worth? So all my questions I keep asking. What's your biggest multi you've ever put on? <laughs> loser, yeah, good. loser. But uh, scones are very cool. Have you ever been done the scone cup, Kong? Key. No, 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 I've never done the scone cup. It's definitely on the, um, definitely on the uh, cards. There's a, definitely just a country circuit of cups that I just need to fucking do. Like you know, like Warnable, Wagga, they kind of tie in together. Scones, another one. Birdsville's another. Birds Darwin's another. Like it, you, you can just keep rattling off till the cows come home. But like, I just need to do a couple of these and just get it out of the way. Like they just look loose and. 
that fits my bill perfectly. I've noticed that at my new work, which is Bet365, we sponsor something like 50 met, uh, country provincial racetracks in Victoria. So we can sponsor all those sort of sort of tracks too. So I'm going to start going to a couple in Victoria, I think. Obviously, you can't touch anything in New South Wales and can't do the metros, but I'm all for those, like, those abnormal country cups. So I haven't done a lot of them, but I think they would be uh, – I think you'd be quite well refreshed, don't you think? No, no, no. Like, I mean, today was at a Bet365 Park, Kilmore. Kilmore and I don't, know if, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be a Kilmore. You went um, to a Kilmore Cup, where it is? I mean, I mean I'll mean, i definitely go to it, and it sounds like a proper junket, and anything that's attached to a Calcutta, I'll be there front <laughs> and centre if I was uh, getting paid for it. But shit, like, I mean, long way from Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> Put it that Sydney. way. Um. I was going to recap some races, but we may as well talk about the big news now, and that is Chris Waller put out a press release this afternoon on behalf of the owners, indicating that he is no longer uh, in charge or training of Very Elegant. Um, I'll read a little bit from, I guess, the press release. Uh, Being a part of a champion racehorse is not an enormous privilege, but they think the horse... Obviously, it's a world-class stayer who needs 2,400 metres to show her true ability. We expect her to be weighted out of cups, and as such, they are limited options for her domestically. After much deliberation, we came to the realisation that we, she needs her campaign in Europe, and we need to do it properly and send her to be trained and prepared in the Northern Hemisphere. So she's off to under the training and care of Francis Henri Graffard, and he's trained out of Chantilly. Um, n- n- nailed it. Yeah, I think so. Francis Henry Gruffer. I don't know. Chantilly. Anyway. Chantilly would have been better, but you know. Chantilly, Chantilly, Chantilly. You know the drill. Um, (laughs) So I think the the aim, obviously, is a couple of distance races, and which could be the arc. Who knows? Because there was a lot of chat with her last few runs that maybe not, maybe it's not the go anymore, and it was originally, but looks like this is, um, looks like Bray might have had something to say, don't you think, Um, boys? Yeah, man. Tommy, like, you want to go? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. It's it's something different. Like we were sort of speculating this with Winks and even like Nature Strip and that are going to go over for Ascot and and a few other things. But it's it's something the owners want to see see a race and the people that love to see their horse when they've got a good horse actually run and not just about breeding. And she seems to only be getting better with age as well. Like it'd be one thing if she if she wasn't keeping up, but she won a Melbourne cup, like only two preps ago. And like, there's, there's some, there's some definitely some stats against her. No six year old has won a arc and only one seven year old has. So it's a big ask, but I, everything that has been asked of her, she's done. Like she's just, she's won, I think it's 12 group ones or 11 group ones and 10 of them or 11 of them are different races. Like she's been tested in, Staying races over the two thousand in, um, in all sorts of different things. So I, like, she was with Darren Weir and she couldn't run properly, and then Wallace reteached her, and everything asked of her. She's she's done really well. So I, I think she'll go to France and go pretty well. She's a she's a noted wet tracker, so she'll enjoy the enjoy the grounds over there, and they might even target some things uh, elsewhere in Europe as well, not just the Arc. So, mate, I, I'm really looking forward to her. I think she's our best horse and. Why not send her around the world and um, keep racing her while she still can? Agree, King? Yeah, totally. I mean, 
And the statement of Wallace saying she's got to be outweighed, I think that's definitely the fact of the matter. I think because everyone was thinking she might do another Melbourne Cup prep come spring, but um, she ran, we have to you know, kind of remind ourselves that she carried 57, one by four lengths, 57 kilos as a, you know, a, a mature age mare. I can only imagine what she'd be carrying next year. She'd be definitely a top right at, you know, like top weight regardless. Um, yeah, a lot of dis, a lot of disadvantages going into the spring carnival, regardless. So, mm. just the fact that she's got all the credentials, she's got the runs on the board. Fuck, you may as well just challenge her, you know. And the the that's the best thing about someone like Bray and the ownership group. They're just willing to just go. You know what? We've made enough coin off her. Let's go have a crack. Let, let let let's give let's give this thing a proper run for its money. We've we've conquered Australia, New Zealand, so forth. Let's see what we actually measure up as against the rest of the world. And I, I love that challenge. I think that's just it's a bold statement and I love that. It's good. It's an exciting it's an exciting time to see how she'll go. And obviously Nature Strip's still planning on doing the trip as well over to Ascot. Uh an unusual story, I guess, from the week is young jock Michael Poy. There was a distance race at, God, what track was it? In Melbourne, somewhere. Distance race, let's say, whatever, and he is just... Kyneton? Was it Kyneton? Probably. I think it was Kyneton. He yeah. went for it. Like, he hadn't been... He must have been thinking it was like 1,200 metres or whatever because he was... The horse was under the whip and just he ran for it and got to the... You know, as they do when this happens, gets the little pleasant surprise when the jocks just keep riding and come past him. So, he's copped... It, Credit to him. He knew he fucked up and had buggered up and went out and actually rode the next winner. So he's actually copped two months. And I've heard bits and pieces about, is this is this too extreme? Should this be the norm? What if it happened in a group one? I understand all those arguments. But at the end of the day, punters did back the same sort of money that they'd be backing in a group one. Do you think two months is too extreme? Should it be a month? Is two months just perfect? This is a massive stuff up because it's buggered up not only people backing his horse, but it's probably bugged up the runs of numerous horses around him who didn't expect a horse to be going hard out. And What do you reckon, King? It's, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because, I mean, you've done your, your money silly if you've backed him, haven't you? Like, so, well, probably the horse up front too has been buggered as well. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. And, like, it's just one of those things. Like, the race continues and... He needs to be penalised because I, at the end of the day, like I mean, regardless of what the distance was, you should do your kind of homework, shouldn't you? Of really, course. like I mean, it's, it's unacceptable. Whether it's two and a half, when whether it's two and a half laps, three and a half laps, whatever the fuck it is, like it doesn't matter. Like you should be doing your homework. Um, and on top of that, like. I know you're in the in the moment when you're obviously riding, and I, I'm the, like I I can't tout myself as a jockey or anything like that. But you look around and be like, why the fuck isn't anyone riding their horse out? When like mm. there's telltale signs, but I mean split second decisions make you know race finishes interesting and you know close and everything else. So whether he just went, oh, yeah, we've gone around like maybe one and a half times opposed to the two and a half times, maybe it's time for me to, you know, pull the whip out and go for it. I, I don't know. But it, uh, either way, I think it is just careless. And I think just through prior 
early crows by the jockey, um, they've all been penalised of the like of, you know, yeah. two months, thereabouts anyway. So I think, when was the last time I saw one? I, I remember... I backed one in Bo Desert. With... <laughs> I did Bo, one in Bo, Bo Desert. Bo Desert. Yeah. I think that was Anthony Allen, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Uh, oh he got the similar ban and, you know, like shit like that. Like, I mean, the only thing that I don't know what to really think about is like, obviously jockeys are going to get these lengthy bans for, you know, going early, but like shit, like, you know, weighing under and this and the other yeah, don't yeah. come under, come under the same notation. I, I know that there is circumstantial where the, the weight might actually, you know, the literal bits of steel come out of the saddle or whatever the case might be. Mm. But, you know, they are, it's doing the punter dirty, isn't it? Like, it's just like, oh, that's sick. That's just not the way you want to go out. So I think he's copped what's regulated eight weeks. I think that's that's fair in my eyes. So I, I have no real other views of it. Like, I'd be filthy if I was on that runner. So what do you reckon, Tom? Mate, I, look, it's not like we have a heap of staying races, especially midweek. And, uh, like, it, apparently all the... All the barrier staff call out, the starter calls out the distance before they run. All the jockeys apparently were yelling in his ear that um, he's gone off too early, but he's he's just focused on his ride. And it's an easy mistake. I think two months might be a little bit harsh, but the one thing it does, it deters anyone from doing it again. And um, we probably will see it again, but probably not for a few years because, um, yeah, he, he got to be a ridicule, but at the same time, like he's he's he hasn't he hasn't hurt a horse or anything. He's just ridden it to the line. It's just the wrong time. And so, what's um, the right punishment? I think. Well, I think it's an honest mistake. I I probably think six weeks would, uh, a month or six weeks would have been fine. But yeah, two months. Look, it deters anyone from doing it again. So, look, I, I, I'm I'm not. I don't think it's a massive over punishment, but. Um, I've, yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh. But do, do you think it should look, be a blanket rule? Like, if this happens and you go early in any distance race or whatever, it's six weeks. And then, because at the it moment... It should be something like... Yeah. Because yeah. at the moment, it's sort uh, of it, hearsay. It just never, it, yeah, it just never will, though, because of all different racing boards. And, mm. like, as you said, if it was a group one, then there'd be a far greater outcry and all sorts of different things, extenuating circumstances. So... Maybe he's he's he stuffed it up. Apparently, it was shattered coming back. The the trainer didn't give him a blast because he knew he he knew he'd stuffed up pretty hard. And look, mate, he'll learn his lesson. He'll think about it for the next eight weeks. And it won't happen again. And I think we we'll just move on. Yeah. Um, a couple of wins from the weekend. I'll start on the Sank Star, which was pretty good. So Tommy, you gave Snap Dancer a pretty good push. The Kieran Ma runner ended up paying seventeen dollars. You were pretty bullish on it. Gave it a good push on the week last week on the podcast. And Coe, you gave Away Game a pretty good push, which jumped at about eight bucks. The exacta for that was about one hundred and fifty dollars. And we also said the September run would do all right. So that trifecta, I don't even know what it paid. Probably a grand or something. But uh, Tommy, nice. Snap Dancer, nice win. Yeah, man. I, 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 I honestly, I don't, I don't see races right much, but I just thought it, I thought it get a, um, a good lead, and it did, and it did pretty well. Its last run was in a, in that uh, new market, which uh, you just throw out the door with, with every horse that you see there. So, um, yeah, and I thought eighteen dollars was just a bit too, um, too good a price. So it was, it was a good win, and um, yeah, away game in September run with the other two. 
to look out for. But yeah, I think Snapdancer is a good horse and it's good um good one to keep an eye out from. I think Bray actually owns a bit of Snapdancer as well. So another group one for him. He's uh anything he touched turns to gold at the moment. So yeah. What do you um what did you make of Zaki? Mate, um it was it was really impressive. I thought Anton Anton's Texas Tactics were a bit weird, like going after Zaki, but Zaki just uh, does what Zaki does. Just he's too strong up front, and he he kept going. And I think he's going to have a really good carnival. I wouldn't want to see um, too many wet tracks that he keeps running on, which we might get in a few weeks. But um, he seems to really like Queensland, and he he just grows another leg there. And um, yeah, I, I thought I thought he was really impressive. Uh, things can go his way, but he still pulled. Um, a really good run out of the um, back pocket. Cody, do you like Zaki? Zaki was strong. Uh, I'm not fell sure in. what to think of it. And, well, it fell in, but I think it was strong. Like, I think it was just whether it was the onset pressure that we didn't expect in this and the other, but I think it just fought on and it won. It, it wasn't comfortable, obviously, and you get a little bit nervous coming into that last hundred, but regardless, it won. Results count, and I think that it... it it was strong. But, yeah, as for Ayrton, I don't know what you do with mm. it now. Like, um, obviously, last year had a strong kind of – well, this time last year was kind of going through the Fred Best, the Gunsin, the the likes, and it was performing this time around. I don't know if it's been a little bit disappointing. I'm not sure. Um, I think it needs a firm track, Ayrton. So – I don't know, things like the Durban Cup and the Q22, I'd be looking at the long-range long, long range forecast for it because I don't think it really wants a bottomless track. And yeah. obviously, it's been rain, raining cats and dogs. So it might be something that absolutely drifts off the map. Um, and I know it's lightly raced, but it's still a high-priced commodity. It's only four years old. I think you almost just kind of want, kind of want to wait it wait it out till spring when it's a little bit drier or hopefully mm. it's drier anyway because I just don't think it performs in any soft or heavy going. So, fuck, a um, little bit, yeah, I don't know. I think the tactics could have been right, but if it was a firm ground, it could have actually figured not on the heavy at Gold Coast anyway. So, I mean, forgive, but not too many chances left. That's yeah. how I see it. Uh, Prince of Boom, I'll stick with you, Kai, here. So Prince of Boom obviously fell in to, or not fell in, sort of got the bob on in the Gold Coast Guineas. Sort of happened kind of how I thought it would happen, I think. It obviously had the wide gate, and uh, I think it ended up having, what it was, barrier 10, let's say. I think it jumped to $2.70 favourite, one by point one level length, was toe-to-toe with sort of state, got the bob, which is a great win. Obviously, um, we did give it a push. I think we pretty much thought it was just going to win, right? Um, but, look, I'm, I am I love this horse. I think it can, can possibly be a star, like, going to these things. And I think the our listener, the guy that's got 10% of it, Ashley, I think his name is, he was frothing, obviously. He sent me a photo of himself holding the, holding the trophy and stuff. So, obviously, just got the bob. Um, what do you think? Where do you think this horse can go, Coey? It's going to be interesting because I don't know if it's going like twelve to fourteen hundreds probably. Like I don't think you. Oh, it's it's hard to say. Like because it's got to be 
I don't think it'll go to the JJ. I think that's probably too far. So you're probably looking of the likes of getting a bit of weight relief in something like the Kingsford Smith or the, I guess, the Stratty. Like, I mean, those two sprint races probably suits. They're it's both nommed in both those so. races. It's nommed in the Kingsford, Kingsford Smith and the Stratty. Um, I think Stratty. I think Stratty's a good one, don't you reckon? Oh, they're, they're both two weeks apart. They're both two weeks apart from each other, and it should get some decent weight relief, especially in the Stratty. Anyway, I think. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting where you go, and yeah, like it's got potential for days. And I mean, we have seen that this is one of the last kind of the Stratty. Anyway, the last kind of Group One. For you know, like before the new season, ipso facto, kind of heading towards the Everest and the spring and what whatever other kind of sprint races are around, it'd be four by that stage, obviously. Mm. But like, if it chalks up a couple of Group Ones in between, I mean, I wouldn't dismiss it. I mean, at the end of the day, it would have been good to see something like it go against Marzu, but um, obviously it's. You know, Mars has gone to the 10,000 this weekend and Prince of Boom went last weekend. So we won't see it match up at, at all this prep. It being last, oh, well, this will be the last run for Marzu anyway until the like the spring preparation. So come August or whatever it is. Um, yeah, like, because we, we just don't know how a lot of these three year olds measure up against open class horses. So. You know, we've we've seen time and time again, like Tommy's already mentioned, like, yeah, Luskin Star is the stepping stone for Godolphin anyway, with Osborne Bulls, Trekking and the likes, who have actually been the highest stage of sprinting, which is the Everest. But where do these two sit in line? I'm not sure. I think it, it will be weighted very advantageously for Prince of Boom come later in the Carnival of Queensland anyway. And my God, if if it wins one of them, I mean, I think it could get a little whisper and a murmur and you have to remember, you know, like Rothfire did the same thing and it got, I think two goes at, or this will be third time lucky if it gets a potential slot, but not running the Everest. So the Queensland crop have been good. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a wait and see. I mean, there's going to be some smart types up there, so it's going to be an exciting carnival. Speaking of the Everest, um, Marzu was locked in yesterday for two years, which is pretty bloody awesome to see. Tom, I know that you have been a big Marzu fan. I think you've already backed it for the Everest from memory. Is this? Um, I think who's in? So we got Nature Strip, we got Marzu, we've got whatever. There's Mars a couple Crusader. of yeah. So talk to me, Tom. You you've been a you've been a Marzu fan. I think Tommy has sent into the group saying, uh, don't come to me for a second. So I'll okay. you, ta- you take over. Ho- hopefully Tommy jumps in somewhere in between. But um, He's been uh, a Marzu we'll fan, right? So it's locked in. It's obviously running this weekend in yeah. the absolute slop, right? So it's I'm been locked in, of it. locked in for two years. It's a pretty big call. Like, uh, it, it's a big call, but I can totally understand the, the kind of the business model that – because you have to remember it's – uh, a slot is owned by Arrowfield and Star, and Arrowfield being the key, John Massara, uh, he has Maurice standing at Arrowfield. So, mm. and Mazu is sired by Maurice, ipso facto. The I, I guess the stud fees for it 
I mean, it must go up. I have no idea what it's standing for at the moment at Arrowfield, but come next season, I have to assume that it just fills books after books. You know, like I think it's a it's a good endorsement on their behalf. I know they signed up for two years, and who knows if it can go for two years. Hope to God it does, because I think I see a lot of upside for it. But why wouldn't you? You know, like you own you part owner you know, a slot in the Everest, the richest race on turf, mm. over 1,200 metres at Randwick come October. Shit, you might as well try and cross-promote the shit out of your own stock, right? That's and right. Maurice, hap- Maurice happens to be staying with them. So they just went, you know what? Stuff all the uh, negotiations that were coming in from left, right and centre. We've got something that can measure up. And, you know, obviously the famous colors of triple crown have been there and done that with their uh, red cell twice mm. consecutively. Like they've, they know what it takes to have an owner horse that is capable of doing such thing. And I guess the sky's the limit. I mean, it doesn't even need to win this weekend, but if it, if it runs well and pulls up safe and sound, that's all it asks. Could it be? You know? like could it be gonna, better than Red Zell? It's hard to say because I think I've had this chat with multiple people over the course of the you know last couple of days as uh, Marza was about to get locked up, and we went. You know, I think Red Zell was right in the sweet spot of getting an Everest berth, and like it was just you know. Black Caviar has just retired, so you know if Black Caviar was amongst one of the competitors to be. In the inaugural Everest, for example, sake, I mean, I think it probably brains them, mm. but it was just a little bit too late for it to be running. It it retired officially, and then Red Zell was, I guess, one of the. It was such a a finite field of sprinters, and it being such a new race, and people didn't know how to prep for it, and this and the other. I think it just found an absolute peach of a spot, and Nature Strip was just starting to wind up to the beast that he is nowadays which happened to be after red zell's wins i i think it just found the perfect spot red zell so i in yeah. terms of comparing the two together mazu and red zell shall not <laughs> it's it's it, it's a little bit of apples and oranges but yeah. i think mazu could be better yeah mazu could be better and it could be a better swimmer than red zell i, I genuinely think it could be a better swimmer than red zell so i think that says enough cuz we've seen three or four Everests already mm. on a, a soft seven or worse. Yeah, it's never, so, been a, been a, never been a good, has it? No, not really. So I, I think there's a lot of upside in locking in something like Marzu for two years, definitely. Yeah, have to agree. All right, well, um, I'm just going to recap a couple of winners from Gosford and we'll look forward to this Saturday. So the two-year-old in the first... Good work, Coe. You pushed Resonator. That got the chocks at three bucks. Freedom Square was something I sort of mentioned. Well, didn't give it too much of a push, but it won the second. Uh, Badwa, Coe gave it a bit of a push at 13s. Came into as much as 650 and came second. So good little each way run there. Siege was very good. Siege ended up coming into favourite. It was a really good win. Hamron, we gave that a push. That one at 340. Solar Apex definitely didn't have that. I liked Elusive Jewel, which came in second. I believe you boys did as well. Uh, Numerian, which was dual nommed, that ended up winning the Gold Cup. Great house. Came second by less than a length. You blasted. Uh, Blondo somehow won the takeover target. Blistered race. 
Don't know how it did. I know that Brad Gray met at his best value of the day. Congrats to you at 13s because I definitely didn't have it. And Rustic Steel won the coast. The big running, the 500 grand race. That was a pretty good win, actually. 750. O President came second. And Cold Crusher came in, went well in the last, which we all gave a push to. And I think we we talked about Battleton because it had been back throughout the week, but I know that Tommy definitely gave Cold Crusher a good push. And Glynn somehow salutes in the last. Uh, before we go to Saturday, Coey, what was your main horse to take out of Gosford? Favourite winner, anything? Mm, Favourite winner would have been Siege. That's probably good, an easy it? one. It was like Rachie King, I think it was on board, and an absolute peach. Uh, the speed was hot up front, and yeah, like I didn't think it'd have to slice through the field at, like it did. I yeah. think it, I thought it'd just coast down the outside, and then just launch late and bang. But uh, it had to split the field, and once it split and found an opening, it was just an easy watch. Um, loved it, and Hamilton. I didn't think it would actually get there. But it did, and that was real positive. And they're, they're probably my two to take. I think Hamilton's going for a spell, I think. I'm not sure 100%. But, yeah, um, Siege is definitely something that you could keep an eye on for the like the near future. Definitely keep an eye on Siege. I think Siege was really good. Great ride from Rach. And, look, it's kind of weird when you have these Saturday races at Gosford and stuff. It's kind of weird. But it was actually, like you said, it was a good betting program. And uh, we found... Plenty of winners, actually. So, uh, this weekend, there's a bit of Flemington, there's a bit of Eagle Farm, there's a bit of Morpherville, but there's also 10 of the best from Scone. So, hope you've done your Scone form and you're all over this. Tom can chime in when he's ready. Scone. We'll talk about Scone and then mention the other big races around, but look, we'll probably have to fly through Scone, to be honest, but it kicks off with a highway, 1,500 metres of the best, a Class 3, and the Dramatist is the fave for Rod Northam. 3.70, been backed, opened $7 on Wednesday, and there has been no scratching, so it's that's all money. 7 bucks into 3.70. Angelical for Paul Massara, that's at 5.50, pretty much what it opened. We got Sung Blue for Cav, Relucent, Orbital Express, no jock there, Running Bear, Keen Contributor. But this money's been smashed for the Dramatist, even though it's drawn 15. Um, look, it's had a couple of wins its last few starts. It won at Tamworth, won at Scone. Is that why it's been backed, Coey? It was a good win at Tamworth last start. Um, and it gets a little bit of weight relief being a Saturday card out there. So, Reese Jones claims two. So, it'll be down at 54 and a half. But I... I, I I'm only envisioning. I think this will drift pending on scratchings. I think 370 or whatever you just said is like rock bottom. I, I don't see yeah. it. Re- like that's that's a heavy push. And I, I can understand it. I think it warrants to be favourite after its nice win coming from, you know, near last and winning by one and a half, give or take. But yeah, like, yeah, 370. I wouldn't be taking anything under that. Like, it's a once again, it's a highway, and it, there is quite a few chances in this. And if I were to be steering away from the fa- favorite, like I think it warrants to be favorite, but I think the 550 for Angelicals probably bears more meaning to at the price anyway. I know it's going to be first up going into Scone, but it's one there, it's got an unblemished three in a row from three starts, um, handles the soft, handles the se- heavy. I think it will be a soft five thereabouts anyway. It's drawn 10, which is 
It's not as bad as you think. I think there is going to be a little bit of onset speed from the inside draws, jousting, ray of dreams to the nines. Uh, those are the like. I think it will be able to settle kind of three back, probably find some decent cover, nice transit. It is 1,500 metres to open as well, and just a wide open track should be uh, should be handy. So 550, yeah. I'd definitely be um, across that, but I do see some value in two runners. If there were two knockouts, uh, I don't mind impactful with a, a real big drop in weight, decent draw as well, and also Hoka Hay. Is that how we say it? <laughs> Tonight, Hoka Hay from go with you. Hoka Hay coming out of a uh, barrier seven. Um, quick backup, I love that. Uh, just a nice little quick tune up. Ran at Wagga last weekend. Um, I think it, it. I think it actually maps quite well. So I think it maps almost better than Impactful. About the same mid pack feel with kind of angelical that kind of thing. I just think that, yeah, with K-Mac on board, yeah, I think he gets favours in the run. So two knockouts, but I think angelical at the moment with the uh, backable price of 550. Okay. Uh, Race number two. So 10 of the best from Scone. We've got the midway coming up. And a 1,700-metre race and love the invasion. Invasion. Love the invasion. Dylan Gibbons uh, claiming three. So 440 into 390. We've got that for Dima. Uh, Outlook, Karen's riding for Brad Widdop. That's at sevens. We've got Akira for the Curtis uh, Curtis trainers. What have they got? Barrier 12. Robbie Dolan rides for seven bucks. And then we go Charity Spirit, Harvey's Way, Real Peace, Dr. Evil. Uh, this is a race that I have no idea. I do think that Dr. Evil actually ran a pretty good race the other day at Canterbury, but uh, that's at 13s. But who do you like? Uh, once again, you know, midway, wide <laughs> the open. The world's worst race. Uh, I hate midways. Oh, mate. It's so hard to line all this up. And in terms of speed, let's start with speed map. Uh, the two leaders probably likely to be Love the Invasion, Margie B., with the chance of Outlook coming across from wider out. Um, I think Outlook's probably a bit of a value play. Seven bucks, I think that's quite nice. It's been actually performing well. It's got a uh, decent second up form. Step up in distance, 1,700, that's an odd race. But, you know, the extra 100 should help. I think it gets a really nice card across and could potentially just kind of send one out, one back. I like that. Uh, you got K-Mac on board again. Um, as for the favourite, love the invasion. I can definitely see why it's favourite. It's It's got Dylan Gibbon, Gibbons on board. It's going to be claiming three. It's going to go down to 54 and a half kilos. Last start, it was 60 and a half. So it dropped six kilos in a benchmark 74. I know it's country grade benchmark 74, but regardless of that, I think that's just, it's going to love that. It should probably get a really, really soft lead from that low draw. So it'll be coming out of barrier four at the moment. Even if it doesn't lead and if it lets Margie B just cross it, I think it'll get a peach of a ride at six kilos. Is It's huge. Mm. And, I, yeah, the big rangy track. I'm just look, trying to find a decent back market that could just fly late. But Dr. Evil, you've already touched on. Akira, more or less the same. Sabulka's just drawn the car park, so it's luckless. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be sticking with the two more well, pr- prominent in the market, which will be uh, 
Love the invasion and outlook. Okay. Race number three, we have a 2,200-metre distance race. Hopefully someone goes a bit early. Uh, military mission, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, Reese Jones, claiming two, $2.40 of the best. Mission Phoenix is there at nines. Kaboch, or Kaboche, not sure. Can't remember how he said it. Uh, for Waller and Jay Forby, or Cognac, 11s. Travelling Kate, Bonnie, Ezra, Arabellini. Got to be a soft spot for that horse. Um, Tyler Schiller's claiming two, and then we got others at big odds, I believe. Tom, you're back. Do you want to kick off race three? Yeah, mate. Sorry about that. Uh, um, yeah, race three. I made people on military uh, mission last week, uh, probably still on the floor. Um, you thought it was home. I know Rachel King got pretty grilled after the ride, and um, she she her claim was she was just getting to the right part of the ground, but... Plenty of made about that, but I, I think on the back up, Reese Jones aboard, um, taking that two kilos off, I think it's a good thing and uh, should run really well. There's some some other nice uh, horses in this race, but I think military missions easy, the best horse. Agree, King? Probably is. Yeah, 100% agree. I think just a short backup I like. Two kilos off with Reese Jones on board. I think he could have an absolute fat day for uh, what he's is based up there now though, so he knows the track inside and out. Um, you look at something like Bonnie Ezra, which is also kind of in the market, uh, gets no weight relief, you know, against similar company, lost by three and quarter. Uh, I definitely see a lot more upside with military mission, losing the two kilos, get the, gets the wide draw again, but I just don't see too many things coming across or cutting across anyway. So definitely, yeah, definitely think it's uh, one of the good things of the card. The knockout is actually Arabellini, I think, like yeah, yeah. you touched on. Uh, yeah, I do have a little soft soft spot for it as well. I think the uh, 2200, perfect. I think Tyler Schiller claims too, so it's going to be carrying 52.5. It's probably likely to be the leader, if not behind the leader. I'm not sure who will contest the leader more, like the who, who'd want to lead more military mission or Arabellini, but they're both go-forward types. Uh, it's just going to be rock bottom weight. Like it's right up to this class. I think, yeah, I can just definitely see him being a very, very soft lead from looking at the map. So the knockout will be Arabellini, but military mission on the short backup is going to be really hard to beat. Okay. All right, we have a race where we just do, we just did race three. So we got race four. There's a Woodland Stakes, 1100 metre, a bit of a sprint. And we got in secret riding Hugh Bowman. He's on board. $3.40, barrier one for Godolphin. We got Luna Rocks there for Richard and Will Friedman. Uh, Keegan Latham rides $4.60. Lady Harlem's there. Soaring Ambition is out of double figures. Deep Expectation, Mills. Uh, not sure. In secret, Tommy, um, what's it had? Like one one run, one win, I think. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of these two-year-olds. Um, haven't had too many runs. Uh, this English two-year-old challenge is always... Um, sorry, binary challenges um, provided some really good horses. In secret, um, speaking to Ray Thomas the other day, he said it's one good often actually bought and you don't see them buy many horses. Um, it's normally just to help their pedigree or something like that. And Vin Cox, he used to work for um, he was Magic Millions, does a really good job. So, yeah, you think he knows pretty well that they've got a good one here. Uh, the breeding's really good. Uh, 340, I, I really like that. But in saying that, um, Luna Rocks was really good last start for Richard and Will, as he said. And there's a couple of other unknowns. So, 
I'd just be following the money, but I think this in secret um, looks good to me. Yeah, this is a pretty tough one, King. What do you reckon? I totally agree. There's so much, so many variables and unknowns that we just, I, I don't know how to tackle. But um, in secret, uh, it gets the gun draw. I think it has to step a bit more forward than its last start. Last start, it went kind of worse of midfield. Also had the one draw as well. So I, I think with the capacity field, I think it might need to step a little bit more forward. That's just me guessing. Um, but saying that, I mean, it's got the, the win under the board and it's definitely got the potential. It won by over, one, you know, one and a third length. So it's got talent. It's got Huey Bowman booked. Looks good, good, good. A uh, couple to keep an eye out on. Uh, Lady Harlem, I don't mind keeping an eye on. Comes off a nice trial win last Monday. Um, ran in the two-year-old restricted listed uh, Mooney Valley race behind Similian. Uh Don't mind it. I know it was two lengths back, but I think it'll be, well, it's been, what, a uh, cheeky six-month break. Mm-hmm. So keep it safe, I'd say. Uh, K-Mac on board. Luna Rocks, Tommy's already touched on. Deep expectation. I mean, it's got the most runs on the board, if you were to say. It beat, it's been in a few handy types. Uh, it's come second to In Secret as well in the past. It gets barrier four, so I'd, I'd imagine it's probably going to be the likely leader. I'd say probably going to press forward and we'll wait and see how the track plays. It loves the soft conditions, so, I mean, that could be advantageous. And one that I wish that drew a little bit closer is LaRope or LaRoop or however you say it's the first emergency in the Singo colors, Tommy Sherry on board. It's drawn the absolute car park, but it was only a gallant third length behind deep expectations. It was drawn 12 last start. It's drawn 19 at the moment with scratchings to come out. It will jump forward it will probably attempt to cross majority of the field and try and sit outside the leader uh it was a nice run first up so i am I, I think it could emulate that again i just don't know how it measures up against some of the unknowns but yeah keep an eye on it if there's a big market push i wouldn't mind backing it but yeah i'd say the ones with the runs on the board is where i'd be keeping my eyes close to all right, race number five. We've got 1,300 metres, benchmark 72 for the three- and four-year-olds. Sacramony is running. Sacramony's a favourite. Had a good win at uh, Hawkesbury the other week, too. Tommy was aboard, but this time Brenton is riding for Waller. Different strokes is next in betting. So Sacramony's 4.20. We go straight out to nine bucks for Huey Bowman and Kim War. Kerr Royale's there at nines as well. I am lethal. Reese's uh, claiming two for John O'Shea at 9.50. And we dance. Dynamic impact. Sinbar. Then we go out to some bigger odds as well. Even Divine Breath is out there for Theresa Bate up at 13s. Um, Tommy, Sacramony was a pretty good win at Hawkesbury in the heavy last start. Yeah, huge. Uh, very big opinion of this horse. Um, yeah, as you said, just big win at um, big win at Hawkesbury. Um, beating Queen Bellissimo uh, comes to this race. And it looks really good. I know some um, good judges have an opinion of it, but... It's a tough field. Uh, Kerr Royale was a bit disappointing first up. It'll improve. I really like different strokes, and um, I was on it. The gate's a bit of a worry. And we dance has trialled really well. And same with Dynamic Impact. Go have a look at um, Dynamic Impact's trial was 
very, very good. But, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat Sacramoni. Um, maybe I am lethal is the best chance to knock it off or different strokes if you can get into a position. But, yeah, Sacramoni looks pretty good. Sacramoni King? It's perfect second up record. It's got to be hard to beat. Um, steps up at the 1,300. It's... It's one over that distance before, like it's ticks, ticks all around at the moment. I guess it's just where it parks itself. I think it has to. It, it's a weird little speed map. This one, like it's, it's really moderate pace anticipated all round. So your likely leaders are probably going to be Amulet Street from draw one, Kerr Royale. I'm not sure what it does. God knows. Uh, it's still an emergency anyway, and then. Uh, game theory, sentimental. We've seen it lead before in the past, so they could go forward, uh, which could see Sacramony, I don't know, maybe three back, three back cover, hopefully. But yeah, as Tommy's already touched on, I think the, lock, the real knockout's high and lethal. It's got a second up record, uh, one from one. Forget last time, I just don't think it travels on the heavy ground. It, it tried to compete in the arrow fields. Sprint that Mazu one and lost mm. by an absolute country mile. But I just think that the heavy track and everything else that came with it, it just didn't have any favors. We go to 13, back to 1300, oh, up to 1300 where it's won before. Reese Jones has ridden it and won on it before. Gets a two kilo claim on 58 and a half, which is on the heavier side for it. But I definitely see it as a knockout. And I think the price probably warrants it. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I really like the races too, in, in two, should I say? So Sacrimony and I am lethal. I'd say that they'd be really, uh, at the, the hairy end of the uh, race anyway. All right. The next is the Denise Joy. So this is a massive field too. I am me is the fave. Chad Schofield's riding for Kieran Maher at 3.30. Coming from 4.40. Zapateo's there. Rachel King and Cummings at sevens. We've got a very fine red at eight bucks. Naj Marty, Comrade Rosa, Authentic Jewel. Always uh, always up there as well. Um, quick starter, 15s into 11. You've got Mallory, Sky Command, Stella Magic. It's actually quite a bit. Flying Evelyn is there at big odds too. Satin Ribbon. So, I Am Me is the fave. Tommy, you a fan? Yeah, it's a bit It's a bit tough to line up. Like, people have found it, obviously. Um, stringing those wins together, um, especially that last one at Flemington was really good. So, look, if you like it, I can't sort of budge you away from it. I will say, though, a couple of them coming out of some good form, like Naj Marty was really good and we're finally seeing the best of Naj Marty that first up win and they've targeted a, a nice big track in Scone. I, I think uh, Naj Marty might run okay. The, and the other three coming out of um, some group racing is Zapateo, a very fine red, and Mallory. They're all ones to watch out for because they are coming back in great from um, some some good type racing. So, they're the other three, but I think Naj Marty looks all right here, and um, Snowden's targeting that horse pretty well. Karen aboard rides going really well. I, I don't mind Naj Marty as a bit of a knockout, but yeah, I am is going to be tough to beat. I'm in agreement. So you, Coey? I like two horses. I, I just Naj Marty is a horse I just can't catch. I don't think it's ever strung two wins in a row. It's just, I don't know, some days I like it, some days I fucking hate it, and I just, I don't know. Like, a few of those. Drawn 14. Yeah, drawn 14. There's plenty of speed, so it'll probably have the last say, and it's a big track at scale, like Tommy said, so it could definitely have the last say and just rattle down the outside, which I can definitely see happening, but 
I'd probably want to be on IMB and uh, Authentic Jewel, who's going to be probably more prominent in the run. But I do think that Authentic Jewel might find it a little bit tricky with the onset speed. Sky Command, Saturn Ribbons, the likes, they're going to be up forward from a low draw. So it could find itself a little bit trapped or it could just sit in the 1-1 for all I know, which I don't mind. It's got a, you know... It, don't worry about the second up record, but I just I just like a lot of these runners coming back into a soft track form, which we don't see very often as of late. Uh, so I definitely see a little bit of upside in that. Uh, and I am me. Like, I think just genuinely where it's drawn, it's coming out of six. I think it'll park itself perfectly behind the leaders. As long as it jumps clean, I do think that it, I don't know, just that win at Flemington was really nice and, I, once again, another horse I see a lot of upside for. For What's it now? It's going to go for four in a row and it's going to be carrying half a kilo less, mm. similar grade. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be really tough to beat. All right, we go to the first leg of the quad, Luskin Star, and favourite is Andermatt. Andermatt's a bloody good horse. Had last two wins were really good, uh, both in the heavy conditions. Uh, Barrier 14, $2.30, Rachel King aboard. Tycoonus, good horse as well, $4.80. Flying Crazies there for Karen and Gerald Ryan. Eight bucks, you've got Bandersnatch, Edit, True Detective, Acquitted, much, much better, Ren's Day. This is a good race, Tom. Massive race, man. Um... Yeah, it's good. It's good to see these horses getting to like some decent, um, some soft racing now and on some better tracks. Look, I think Andermatt, um, it will stay in this race uh, and not go to the eleven hundred. I think coming said he wants to run here, and his first two runs have been so good. Like it, it's a right favourite, and two thirties probably a good price because he's he's just gone from strength to strength. Um, Andermatt, Tycoon a scratch from the later race as well. I think it sets up a good race. I actually think the top five in the market are really right in there. I mean, Edit Edit ran pretty well. It, it's going to need a lot of luck, but that's going straight. Uh, is going to suit it. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Gibbons on. Bandersnatch with Brenton on. Did so well in the Tamworth Cup. Flying Crazy is one of mine as well. Um, he just does so well. But, yeah, these top five are really tough. But I think Andermatt... Um, I think Andermatt's going to be a star, and I think Adolphin have got a big rap on it. So, look, it's going to be hard to go against it, but I'm probably going to have to have something on edit at $17. And, look, that's without going into some of the other um, the long shots. Like, there's a few rough cases I can make for a few. But, look, I think Andermatt wins, and then um, if, you might be able to play your second and third and fourths for a nice first four there because some, um, yeah, some really good horses in this race. But, yeah, Andermatt's on top for me. And about wins and wins easy, Coey? It's one of those things. Like I know Cummings has openly said that he wants to win the Luskin Star because Godolphin have got a great record on it. But I don't know. I, I genuinely think that he should run in the uh, 1100 at race nine in the um, Hortensia. Obviously, I'm a trainer, so I, I couldn't uh, persuade him otherwise. I just think that there's just prop. This, just the fact that it's drawn wide in this race. Makes it a little bit trickier, I think. It, uh, it has it has speed to cut it across, but does it have to uh, work a little bit to find its position over a little bit of longer trip? Being thirteen hundred, I'm I'm not sure. Like I'd, if I were to be subjective, I guess I'd be choosing the eleven hundred. But if Cummings wants to go here, it's still going to be tough to beat. I think it gives 
Tycoon is a really good chance, though. Drawn out of one. I think it'll probably press forward a little bit more. I know much, much better in Zora Cat like to go forward. True Detective like to be on speed as well. But Tycoon has drawn one. I think I see lots of merit for it. And that's why it's going into this race, not the latter race. So the fact that it's going to, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm a little bit like... I'd probably back Tycoonus in this race. And if Tycoonus was still nommed in the other race, I'd be like Andermatt. Um, I don't mind Tycoonus for the value, but Andermatt was huge the mm-hmm. last last two runs. And you can't persuade me out of it. Like, it, it can run on anything with a little bit of given in the track, you know, as we saw at Kembla, Canterbury, Randwick, all the likes. Uh, there's lots of upside. A little bit disappointed that it's actually not gone to the 10,000, to be absolutely honest with you, because I had a couple of bucks on it, but... Um, yeah, I'm just going to favour Tycoonist in this one, just purely for the draw. All right. I love Andermatt, though. Bloody good, those last couple of runs. Um, yeah. Race number eight is the Dark Jewel, and Legay Soleil is the favourite. It's 5.50, open 7.50, Kerry McAvoy riding for John O'Shea. Never talks there at six bucks. We've got Brookspire, we got Mirror Vision, maybe. we got Wonderbar, we got Majestic Shot. Flexible, Exotic Ruby, they're all there as well. Uh, Legay Soleil, from memory, had a good win first up back in far out March or February or something. I think it won the last and bloody good win. Um, and then it had a run, yeah, looking now, it had a run in the Group 3 where it came sixth. But that's a $5.50 fave, Tom. $5.50 the field. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, again, another great race. Uh, trial of Legay Soleil was great as well. Trialed really well. I think O'Shea's... Um, in for a few big weeks as well. I think he's uh, got some really good horses um, running at the moment. Going to do pretty well. I like Legay Soleil. Never talk. I uh, could get talked into if um, if we do get a nice wet day tomorrow and we're on a wet track. Um, yeah, never talks. Big chance. Uh, Brookspire was a bit off last start. Um, I, I think a bit of a forgive run there. I think it'll improve uh, and definitely could win a race like this. There's a few others like Sort of Ruby coming out, um, winning last uh, tough gate though. Monegal, my old mate Monegal, uh, Leash Collard aboard, probably I think more suited to a 1600 meter race than this. But look, mate, I'm gonna go against the way that trial was really good. Karen again, now uh, I think he's gonna have a good day at Scone, and yeah, uh, I think John O'Shea wins it. Agree, King. It's a tr- oh, this is a really tough race, actually. Um, there's actually not much speed in it. So we all know Fashionelle likes to lead, so it'll probably go forward, really wide draw, so it'll probably punch. And outside of that, I'm actually not sure how the pattern of racing would actually go at this stage. So I could definitely make a case for Legay Soleil if there was a bit more tempo, but I and the the big rangy track at Scone would suit it perfectly, but I don't know how slow they're going to go for the first 600, 800 metres here. Um, they could literally just, yeah, just plot along. And that's almost kind of how I see it, unless there's something that just really just wants to take the uh, the pressure forward. But, yeah, and that's why I kind of like the two drawn inside. Majestic shot was pretty good at uh, Gosford the other day. I think that warrants a little bit of respect. But Mirror Vision came second in the Group 1 in the Coolmore Classic. And I, I think this is right up its alley. Like, it's another Phillies and Mares race. It doesn't really get 
So what did it carry in the uh, Cornwall? It carried 53. Yes, it does step to a 59, but this is a group three. So the weight penalty definitely comes into play. Um, but yeah, it's, it gets a peachy. I think it gets a really, really nice run in transit. And I think it could just sit two, two back, just coast along and then just punch. Um, and I, I don't mind the price for it. There's plenty of value to be found in this race, but yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't mind having a couple of dollars on um, Mirror Vision here. Okay, Mirror Vision, eight bucks currently, Josh Pyroboard. Uh, Hortensia is race number nine, and this is where Animat is also favourite. So take that into consideration, $2.50 as well. We got 11 11 at eight bucks. Uh, Rohirrin, so we're going to have to take a grain of salt with the market. So I'm just going to go a couple of horses. So 11 11 is there. If Hugh Bowman and Hickman, we got Rohirrin. Obviously, can fly late. Malkovich, bit of pace for two. It's me. Still yet to see it. You know, do what it did. Lord Olympus, the Bopper, Volpine. Tommy, a bit of pace in the race and then a bit of flyers. Yeah, mate. Um, typical 1,100-meter race. Hey, you got a lot of pace. Look, I'm treating him as a scratch in here. I'll take coming through his foot down to the other race. He did say with a bit of a caveat that he... Um, He's keeping his options open. But, look, just for the sake of it, I'm going to trade as a faction. Um, I'm actually going to go with the other Godolphin anyway. I'm going to go with uh, Ray Heron. Goes well fresh. Nice big tracking stone. As Zach said, look, a lot of pace. I'm worried about Malkovich drawing one. I think that's massive. If he can um, fly early and put put to bed a couple of the other speedsters in, like the Bopper and Mr. Mosaic, um, it could be all over out the front gate if Malkovich gets given the lead up front, but I think there's plenty of pace and I think it sets it up for Rohirin. So Rohirin to beat um, Malkovich right on the line, I reckon, and then it might set it up for things like It's Me, Little Lord Olympus. Lord Olympus um, doesn't read well in the form guy, but had had two really good runs. Mr. Mosaic goes really well fresh and I'm a bit worried about it, but look, um, having a look at it there, I think Rohirin, I think Rohirin wins this race. Nice trial, and yeah, I think he wins. All right, Rohirin's eight bucks. It'll obviously come in if Animat gets scratched, so it'll probably come into equal fave or give or take with eleven eleven. Coey, who are you? I with? think um, oh, yeah, is it, sorry, there is there there is no deduction. It's first emergency still. Is that right? No, no, it's in the field officially now. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Coey, yeah, so. Um, I'm ditto with Tommy, really. Like, I think it, if Andermatt sticks on this, I think it wins. Uh, otherwise, Rohirrin, I think, is the big danger. Um, scrap its last last start in Theo Marks, anyway. Um, wouldn't really worry too much about it. I think it might have been just... I don't know. The race just didn't pan out the way it wanted to. I think there is just so much red-hot speed up front. I think Malkovich has to cave. I know it's drawn one, but Mr. Mosaic's probably going to be chipping at its ears from the get-go. So I do think that the swoopers will come into play. Andermatt's obviously going to be a little bit off speed. So, it, you know, if it runs in this, it's definitely got the caliber to just go over the top of him and it should get a nice nice run. But, yeah, Roheron, I think, will dart, you know, dart through the field or swing late and first up record it's six from five like that's that's fantastic it's got a good soft up uh, soft track record of nine starts four wins two seconds uh i think everything maps up really really well for a heron to just swoop late and take it but yeah if andermatt does win i think andermatt will win but 
yeah, a Godolphin double maybe. Just go for a nice little quinny or an exacto if you're a fan of that, and that's how I see it. Okay, and the last 1,100 metres is Athelric, another Godolphin. Dylan's riding. He's claiming three for them, $3.20, uh, in from three ninety. You've got Rainbow Connection. That's the next fade. We go straight out to nine fifty. was 12. Hulk was also 12, now nine fifty. Jay Collard aboard. We've got Stoical, 11s. We've got American President. Amazing win if you haven't watched that win. Uh, when Tommy Berry was aboard, when he just literally went down the grandstand, it was unbelievable. Um, Irish Angel, Cordia, Lady of Luxury, one of my old ones. Uh, Tom, who wins the last? Look, I think it's Elric. I think Dylan claiming the three is good and uh, sets him up for a nice big day for Godolphin. I think I'm tipping three out of four for the Cordia for Godolphin. So I, I think it runs pretty well. We've seen what it's done the last two starts and. No reason why I can't go three in a row. Rainbow Connection, scratch from a few races to find a dry track. Um, and I could easily see it running really well here, fresh. Hulk's Hulk. Um, I want to see a good run from it before I can back it. Uh, if we do get a bit of rain and we're looking towards that heavy American president, is a massive chance. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Ethelric. Ethelric, come out, take out the last, Coey. I do like it. Yeah, that three kilo claims the big big kicker in this. I think just the fact that it'll be carrying fifty eight. Uh step up in distance should be an issue. Gets the nice little cheeky box three, barrier three, uh sits behind the likes of Capital Rain, Prince Invincible. I think it will get an absolute peachy run. Uh, knockouts, Tommy's really touched on it. I think Hulk first up could be interesting. Uh, American president, I backed it last start. If it gets fucking real heavy, I'd be on top of that. Um, but yeah, Godolphin's looking like a real, real strong chance today. Uh, come Saturday, so I'll be with the Thelric for the time being. Thelric, all right. So that is all of Scone. I'm going to go to Eagle Farm, which was Doomben. They're now already moving to Eagle Farm because it'll the track would just be in all sorts, and we know Eagle Farm, they're probably going to somehow run on a soft or something. So uh, the Dooman 10,000, Marzu, we've talked about uh, this boy. He is $2.80 to take it out. This is 1,200 metres of the best. Uh, Kementari, we all know Kementari, absolutely went up the rail and has is a horse that I have never won on, I don't think, and I've always wanted to win. Count the rupees there. we got Isotope, Tony Gollins, good horse, Polelli on Trivier, Generation, Jamie Carr's up there riding. we got Rothfire. It's a pretty good horse, uh, race, Tom. You mentioned to me that you'd backed Marzu for the Everest, but you didn't think he would win this weekend. Tell me why. Well, I'm just a bit concerned. First time in, in the open grade, he's been, he's been beating up the three-year-olds, been doing really well, but obviously clearly a good horse. Um, I heard you guys talking before about um, where he can get to, where he can be like Red Zell. Look, um, the the Morris uh, Stallion, their horses tend to improve, and I think that was a big kicker for it, having two years um, uh, in the Everest. Look, I, I honestly, it can win for sure. It's it's wet tracks form is great. It's uh, clearly a good horse, wet tracker or everything like that. But, yeah, I'm just really concerned. First time against Open Company at Eagle Farm when there could be a potential lot of water and things just uh, might not go his way. And, yeah, he, he he's probably just had a couple of races where he's he's done it pretty easy and he just does what he needs to do. That um, Marrowfield win was spectacular, though. You can't deny it. You can't, can't say you can't do it uh, like that. I just like the price of Kementari, I think, 
national borders, completely different gravy. He's been starving for a month. He's he's going to come back out on Kementari and try to get some more cash. And uh, uh, Tari is just a different horse for Nash. It's the old special case. So I I, I want to have a bet on that. And I, I think Counter Rupee was massive last start. Um, yeah, last win as well. So I, I can I think I want to back Kementari and Counter Rupee and even something like Minaj. If the um, old Minaj I think there's going to be a hectic pace and, and could set up for something like it to go pretty well. I'm going to back Minaj each way with Tommy Berry on a back marker like um, so many decent horses we've seen before. But, yeah, I'm main bet Kamatari here to beat Marzu, but I could definitely be wrong. You agree with Tom King? I've been on Kamatari for three weeks and I'm hoping – it's only small, but it's – Got the overs god riding with me, so God knows how that fucking plays out. Um, it only gets an act. You have to remember Kementari being in multiple group ones and it's only a kilo and a half difference between him and Mazu. So I'm hoping the wet track and everything else uh, maps out well. Drawn three, I'm hoping Nash just pushes him in an, a cushy spot just behind the leaders somewhere and then just goes bang up the inside rail, much like last start. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, uh, hopefully I salute on overs, but um, uh, my form went out the door. I'm not putting any more money on this race, just purely because I'm already on Kimantari. <laughs> Kimantari. All right. Um, last one is the South Australian Derby, two and a half kilometres, a leg run, which is one of my, I love a leg run. Uh, $2.80. Detonator Jack is four sixty. Jungle Magnate six fifty. We've got Harley moving, and there's a bunch of others ones there. Um, also, I'm not going to talk about the Andrew Ramsden. Obviously, there's a race running at Morphville. You get into the Cup, but it's an ordinary field, and I don't really care. So, um, Allegron is a bloody good horse, Tommy. It's had a good win. Uh, it was pretty short last start, but you reckon it can take it out? It's a tough one. I mean, how many times we've we seen it the last couple of years? Johnny Allen, Karen Ma, David Yusa set up for a derby. They just do so well. Um, I'm really, I'm really concerned about Detonator Jack, and it's had three, uh, three impressive wins, and no reason to come back at another one. But yeah, Allegron's come out of a bit better form, and rightly favourite Damien Oliver. He's, um, he's the goat. He just wins Group Ones for fun, and. Loves these derbies as well. So, look, I think it's out of those two. Uh, yep, it's one at odds that might be able to make up. Uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Uh, yep, it. Yeah, sorry. Yep, it to make up that trifecta. Um, Cliff Browns, uh, when he did win a South Australian derby, he did a similar format and backing it up. And uh, they do improve the following week when he did win the derby. So, I know Dean Lester, big fan of the horse as well, at a bit of odds. So, Maybe something each way on Yappet, but yeah, the Allegron looks tough to beat. <laughs> Allegron, Coey? Top two in the market, I guess. It's just Allegron comes out of Group 1 company. No Hitotsu to fight it over, where it's come second in both the derbies. So, yeah, merits, you know, for 280, it's probably, you know, about the right price. I think it's just the classy, classy horse and detonated jacks, just the unknown and Johnny Allen's going for his 12th derby in six years. Um, so he's, he's pretty much known as the derby king. If anyone knows how to ride a derby, it's Johnny Allen. So nothing away from him. So, yeah, top two in the market for mine. But, 
yeah, it could be just a watch race for mine, to be honest. All right. Well, that's a bunch of races going around. We're going to do a multi. All right. Three of the best. I am going a bit of a roughie just to run a place, to be honest. I'm going Arabellini to run a place in race number three, the distance race at Scone. Military mission, yes, it's a $2.40 favorite, but I think Arabellini can run a place. Uh, Tyler Schiller's aboard, and that's paying $3.40. Kohai, you're heading to Eagle Farm. The My main man, special K to place. Kementari to run a place, $2.40. Tom, you're down to Flemington. Yeah, yep. Uh, we're on the place train. I'll go to the place as well. Point to Pian in the Andrew Ramsand, $1.70 at the moment to place. Uh, I think it's, yeah, as Zach said, a bit of an ordinary race, but I think uh, Lloyd Williams does really well in him, and I think he'll, um, I think to place, he's a, he's a good thing there. Lindsay's will run well, but yeah, I think um, I think this wins. All right, those three to run a place, you're getting just under $14. You're getting thirteen eighty seven. So fingers crossed. Uh, that's a bunch of racing, boys, before we wrap up. Uh, Magic round this week, you're expecting absolute torrential rain. And if you look at all the over-under scores, they're all about 33, 32. So it's going to be a very hard weekend of same-game same, ra- same game multis if you're going to be doing them. Um, Manly, Friday night, obviously we win. Tom, you're missing Paps. So it's pretty upsetting that Paps is out for four to six weeks, which probably well, does mean origin as well. Uh, let's ignore our game. Are you guys going to get the Chockeys over Penrith? Yeah, mate, it's um, it's going to be probably one of the games of the year, you'd think. Um, the two top teams going head-to-head, um, I'm pretty keen uh, just to see the game. Yeah, Melbourne, uh, no paps, but I think the bigger thing is Penrith losing last week. They're going to be um, re- re- ready and raring, so I think it's going to be a hot Penrith team, but Melbourne have been uh, scoring points for fun lately, so yeah, I think it makes for a good game, a lot of water, but some cracking games all weekend, even... Like you're saying, Jess, the dog is nice to kick it off, but that, they both need to win more than anyone. So it could be the desperate stakes there to really get the win to kick off the weekend. Manly Brisbane's probably going to be closer than we've seen uh, over the last few years. Broncos doing pretty well. South and Warriors desperate for a win. Same with Gold Coast and Dragons. And even Roosters and Paraplane um, playing pretty well. Roosters starting to come into a bit of form. So I think it's a really good round. Um, last couple of rounds, they have sort of been a bit of um, shit games sort of on the weekend. I think they've picked some magic games this week. Well done, magic games. Look, it's going to be good. Hopefully the ground isn't completely cast by the last one. I don't know why they didn't play tonight, just to sort of spread it out a little bit. But, yeah, who knows. Uh, good good luck to Benny, hopefully. Ben Trebojevic, he started on the weekend, got himself a double. I was at the game. Um, starting again tomorrow. So, do you want me to, he's not oh, marking Katoni, is he? Yeah, I think he is. Oh, fuck it. All right, well, rest in peace. Oh, here we go. Good luck. Oh, well, we've got it. Easy. All right, thank you, boys. We'll uh, Hopefully we do well. We did pretty well on the punt last week. Let's uh, we'll step it up again. Sweet, boys. Thank you, guys. Enjoy, enjoy Scone, Tommy. Thanks, mate. Fun to winner.